0: Hello, and welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jillian Pelkey, and our Activate Podcast is available on soundcloud.com by searching Jillian Pelkey. It's also available on iTunes and YouTube, both by searching Jillian Pelkey. Well, today I am excited to bring a message, pre-Easter message, and I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about What God has laid on my heart. So let's pray and then we'll get right into the word of God. Jesus, I thank you that you go with us wherever we go. And Lord, I pray that today your word would come forth through me. That God, I would be an empty vessel that you could use. I pray out of the overflow of the things that you've shown me. That God, I could pour you out uh, to other people. Lord, I pray that this message touches hearts. God, I pray that it changes lives. God, we give you all the glory. We know every good thing comes from you. We know that every... um, spiritual thing comes from you and so God we give all the praise and all the glory to you we thank you for this day we thank you for the breath in our lungs we thank you for the ability to listen uh, to podcasts and to the word of God in Jesus name amen today we're going to take a look at the book of Leviticus chapter 26 and then uh, going also over to John chapter 14 so we'll be in um, Leviticus 26 and John 14. In Leviticus uh, 26, Moses is receiving the Ten Commandments. And he's also not just receiving ten uh, simple commandments, but he's receiving every single part of the law, what people should do and not do. I think there's over 270 different specific rules and regulations that people were supposed to follow and these were very hard to follow they weren't easy and so uh, day after day people fell short and that's where sin offerings needed to be made daily monthly yearly and they could only be made to a priest and then the priest would have to go before God and make atonement for the people. As we're coming up on the Easter season as we're coming up on Easter being next Sunday we see the fulfillment of all of this law. We see uh, the, the 270 plus rules fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. What Jesus comes and does on the cross is to give himself as the final sacrifice so that there is atonement for all of our sins for all time. And it is a undescribable sacrifice is an undescribable gift that Jesus gives to the entire world to put himself as the sacrifice for what we as humans have done and continue to do uh, that separates us from God anything that we do that is, unholy separates us from God. And because God in his attributes are is completely holy, we can't stand before a holy God as unholy people. So Jesus stands as that sacrifice. He stands as a person filling the gap between us and God. And when God looks at me, he sees Jesus and his righteousness. When God looks at you, he sees Jesus and his righteousness. He doesn't look at me and see my sins. He looks at me and sees someone who is holy, acceptable, righteous, and able to stand before the throne of the living God. And this is this is the most amazing gift that has been given to humanity and will ever be given to humanity. And so as we come up on the Easter season, uh, it's important to look back at some of the things that the uh, Israelites, God's holy people, his chosen people, the rules that they had to follow. It gives us an appreciation for what God has done for us. After laying out all the laws and the rules, God speaks to Moses and he gives him the rewards for obeying God and the punishments for not obeying God. And the rewards for obeying God is complete victory in your life. It's peace. It's um, making your crops grow. It's giving you favor. It's giving you all the things that you need to live life victoriously. But the punishments for not obeying God uh, are pretty steep, and I want to take a look at some of them in Leviticus 26, 14, it says, but you must obey me. You must obey all my commands. If you refuse to obey all my laws and commands, you have broken our agreement. If you do that, I will cause terrible things to happen to you. And it goes on to say, you know, if you don't obey me, then your crops will not grow. If you still do not obey me, then I'll punish you even more. If you still turn against me, if you still turn against me, and it lists all the things that will happen if the Israelites continue to not follow after God. Well, this is impossible because it's impossible to follow all these rules. So we get to this verse in Leviticus 26, 37. It says, they will run as if someone were chasing them with a sword. They will fall over each other even though no one is chasing them. I feel as though this is a picture of many of us in America. This is a picture of many of us with anxiety, many of us with uh, confusion in our lives, that we live in a place where we run as if somebody was chasing us with a sword, but nobody's really chasing us. What this picture uh, is, is of confusion. This is a picture of turmoil of people's minds, turmoil of the way that they think. It is not a mindset and controlled by God. It is not the mind of Christ. They will run as if someone were chasing them with a sword. They will fall over each other, even though no one is chasing them. If we are at that place in our lives personally, if we are in that moment where we could, if we stopped for just a quiet moment, just a few minutes to reflect on what's going on in our lives. And we say, I feel as though I am running, even though no one's chasing me. I feel as though I am in mass confusion. This is many times when depression and anxiety take over us because we can't sort through what is true and untrue. We don't have the peace that passes worldly understanding that comes from Jesus. And therefore, we are just like the Israelites uh, in this place where they are in confusion. So uh, that's when the Israelites are disobeying God. But it says there is always hope. He said, but if my people confess their sins, if my people confess their sins and the sins of their ancestors, maybe they will admit they turned against me and sinned against me. That made me turn against them. So I sent them into the lands of their enemies. These disobedient people might be sorry for what they did. They might accept the punishment for their sins. If they do, I will remember my agreement with Jacob. I will remember my agreement with Isaac and Abraham. And I will remember the land. The land will be empty. It will enjoy a time of rest. Then those who are left alive will accept the punishment for their sins. They will learn that they were punished because they hated my ways. And they refused to obey my rules. They truly sinned. But if they come to me for help, I will not turn away from them. I will listen to them, even in the land of their enemies. I will not completely destroy them. In our lives, if we are facing a a moment, if we are facing a week, if we are facing a year of confusion, of anxiety, of depression, I would say search your heart and say, God, if there is any evil way in me Reveal it to me. Let me confess my sins so you can come in and heal me and set me free. And here to the Israelites, he said, if you would just confess your sins, if you would just realize the sin that you're in, you would just say, yes, I am a sinner. And the Bible says there's no sin that's not common to man common and so here we all are in the same boat we're all in the same category we're all sinners saved by grace but here's the part that we leave out the saved by grace we sit in that place that we're all sinners and God says even to the Israelites that back then he says if just if you will confess your sin then I can take it away if you confess your sin and you'll be punished and then I can give you all the things that I long to give you well I'll tell you what Jesus took our punishment. Jesus took our wrath. He took on himself the chastisement for us all. It's on him that laid every sin of the world. And if we would just, just confess our sins, he would be faithful. He would be just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. To the Israelites, he said, if you do. If you do, if you admit that you truly sinned, then I will listen and I will restore you. If you are in a place today of confusion, search your heart. See if there's any sinful way in you. Confess your sin and God will forgive you. We make a mockery of the cross of Christ. We make a mockery of Easter. We make a mockery of the resurrection. If we talk about it, if we sing about it, if we go to church to celebrate it, but we don't confess our sins and take advantage of the things that God has given us. He has given us a way out. He has given us a pardon for our sin. If we would just confess our sin. But many times we sit in wallow in our sin. We sit in the sadness and the confusion of our sin. We sit in a place where we're running in circles as if someone's chasing us. But there's no one chasing us. We sit in darkness. And Jesus has made a way for us to have light. All we need to do is to come to God and to confess our sins. If we want to celebrate Easter. If we want to celebrate Jesus dying and rising again then we need to confess our sins. That's the celebration of Easter. The celebration of Easter is realizing who I am and realizing who God is. When I realize that I'm a sinner and I confess my sin, then Jesus can come and we can take advantage of the gift that he's given us. We can unwrap that gift that he's given us of salvation, that gift of forgiveness of sin, of him taking on the punishment that we deserved. So if we look We've looked at Leviticus 26. If we look over at John 14, this is before Jesus goes to die on the cross. He's talking to his disciples, his followers. Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. We look back at Leviticus. It says they're running in confusion. And Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. I would not tell you this if it were not true. I am going there to prepare a place for you. After I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back. Then I will take you to be with me so that you will know where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. The only way to the father is through me if you really knew me then you would know my father too but now you do not know him and you have and yet you have seen him philip said to him lord show us the father that's all we need and jesus answered and key in on this jesus answered philip and he said i have been with you for a long time now do you still not know me philip And I echo those words to you today. You have known Jesus for a long time. You have been with Jesus for a long time. Do you still not know him? Jesus wants to forgive your sins. Do you still not know it? Jesus wants to give you freedom. Do you still not know it? Jesus died a death, a gruesome death on a cross to take the punishment you deserve. Do you still not know him? Today, if you're harboring sin, if you're holding on to sin, if you're refusing to let your sin go, you still don't know Jesus. Jesus wants to take your sin upon himself. He made the greatest sacrifice ever made for you. And we do an injustice to Jesus. It's like a slap in the face to Jesus when we hold on to our sins. He wants to give you freedom. He wants to break every chain. He wants to take every bondage. He wants every bit of depression gone over your life. But first you have to confess to Jesus say here is my sin help me to no longer be like this Holy Spirit help me to no longer hold on to sin but to let it go because Jesus says his burden is light his yoke is light his burden is light take on him put on the mind of Christ think on things that are holy think on things that are true think on things that are beautiful take up the fruit of the spirit of love and joy and peace and patience and Kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Against those things there is no law. But yet we hang on to bitterness. Yet we hang on to confusion. We hang on to the wrongs that are done to us. And Jesus said, I came to set you free. Do you still not know me? Do you still not know that that's why I came? I came to set you free. He already paid the price he already took on the punishment and in leviticus we see that th- those people needed to be punished for their sins and in here in after jesus came and died the punishment's been paid for our sins he took on the the penalty for each one of our sins and yet we don't take him up on his offer of freedom we like to sit in confusion We sit in a place where we feel like we're being chased, even though no one's chasing us. And it is a trick of the enemy to keep us in a place where we can't minister, to keep us in a place where we can't be joyful. We can't be patient because we're so angry. We can't be peaceful because we're in such turmoil. We can't have the fruit of the Spirit because instead we've we've traded the fruit of the Spirit for sorrow and sadness in our sin. It's so easy to get rid of. Jesus said, come to me, all who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Do you still not know him? Do you still not know that this trade is so easy? This sin is so easy to offload onto Jesus. Why do we hang on to it? Why are we making a mockery of Easter? Why are we making a mockery of what Jesus did by holding on to our sin? And Jesus said to Philip, do you still not know me? Then Jesus goes on to promise the Holy Spirit. He says uh, in John 14:15, "If you love me, you will do the things I command. If you love me, you will do the things that I command." I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. He will give you the helper to be with you forever. The helper is the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it does not see him or know him, but you know him. He lives with you and he will be in you. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. In verse 18, he says, I will not leave you all alone like orphans. I will come back to you. In a little while, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You will live too. On the day, you will know that I am in my, in my father. You will know that you are in me, and I am in you. He who knows my commands and obeys them is the one who loves me. And my father will love him who loves me. I will love him and show myself to him. And then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you plan to show yourself to us but not to the world? Jesus answered, If anyone loves me, they will obey my teaching. If anyone loves me, they will obey my teaching. We look at that 270 rule rule list that the Israelites had. We cannot obey fully the commands of Jesus. But he says two things. He says, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love others as yourself. And that's our goal, our daily goal, to be more like Jesus, to do those things. And yet daily we fall short of the glory of God. We want to be holy. We want to act like Jesus, talk like Jesus, be like Jesus. And we fall short. So every day we need to come to a place of confession. Every day we need to be on our knees and say, Jesus, today, on this Monday, on this Tuesday, on this Wednesday, on this Thursday, on this Friday, on this Saturday, on this Sunday, I accept your freedom. God, I offer my sins back to you. God, I ask that you forgive me for the wrong thoughts, for the wrong attitudes, for the wrong words, for the wrong actions that I've had. Cleanse me. Make me new again so I can be like Jesus. And the promise is this. The promise is that Jesus will take every sin from you. He will take every burden off of you. And when you are free, then you can minister. When you are free from your sin, you're not running in confusion. You're running with mission. You're running on purpose. You're running to help. If you are burdened and weighed down by your own sin, your hands are full. Your hands are dirty. Your hands can't help. But when Jesus washes you whiter than snow, then you can go into all the world and preach the gospel. Then you can go and be that word of encouragement to your neighbor. Then you can go with the eyes of Jesus, with the mind of Christ and to see things that God wants you to see and to do things that God wants you to do. But when you are confused, when you are steeped in sin, those things are impossible. Salvation is impossible apart from Jesus. So come to Jesus today. Confess your sins. Be made right with God so that you can go and do things beyond what you could even hope or imagine. Jesus wants to do through you. And he sent his Holy Spirit as a comforter, as a guide to help you, to speak to you. The Spirit of the living God lives inside of you. The Spirit of the living God lives inside of you giving you direction on who to talk to, on what to do. But we need to be obeying God's commandments in order to accomplish much for Jesus. Today, as you consider Easter, today, as you consider Jesus dying on the cross, realize that that death was for you. Don't ignore it by holding on to grudges. Don't ignore it by holding on to sin. Don't ignore the cross of Christ by holding on to Little sins, big sins, I don't care if it's a sin of sexual immorality or a sin of stealing or a sin sin of lying, every sin is covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. Every sin is covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. Freedom is available to you right now in this very moment. You don't have to wait for Sunday to find an altar. There is an altar right where you're at in your heart. Confess your sins to Jesus. Let him wash you. Let him free you so you can help other people. Don't be weighed down by sin. There is no reason to be weighed down by sin when Jesus has offered us freedom. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you that you came and you fulfilled the law. That you came and you brought freedom that we couldn't bring ourselves. Even if we tried, generation after generation has tried to obey all of your laws, but it's impossible. Jesus, I thank you for your final sacrifice that was once and for all. When you said it is finished, it was finished on the cross. You took upon you every sin that would ever be committed. Every sin for the year 2018 was upon you at the cross. And so God, today I pray. that each believer would take moments and we would confess our sins And that, God, you would come and you would cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I pray that the children of God would be made holy today. That the children of God would be made pure today. You have called us out of darkness and into your glorious light. So, God, I pray that each one of us, our hearts would be convicted. That, God, we would turn from our sins. We would turn to you and live. And that, God, when we turn to you and confess our sins, that, God, you would mobilize us. You would mobilize us like an army that would march through with truth And love and with your spirit to change the world around us. Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice. We don't take lightly the fact that you died for us. We don't take lightly your death on the cross. Jesus, every day we want to take advantage of the gift that you've given us. Every day we want to use that gift. God, I pray that we would no longer run like someone is chasing us, even when someone is not. God, I pray we would run with purpose and clarity. We would run determined and with vision. And by your spirit, we would be told what to do and do not to do. God, use us. Use us as holy people. Today, let confession be on our lips. Tomorrow and the day after and the day after, let confession be upon our lips so that we can be holy and just before you. God, there is no one like you. There's no God that forgives like you. There's no God that loves like you do. And we are so uh, humbled by your presence. We are so humbled by your love for us. This day, God, help us to be holy and righteous before you by confessing our sins. Jesus, we love you. We set our lives before you. We thank you for your peace that passes worldly understanding. We thank you that in you there is freedom from everything. In you we rest. In you we move and have our being. Jesus, be with every believer today. Strengthen us, your church. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen.